What's up, party people, and welcome to another episode of It's Easy But It Ain't Simple with Amanda Corvell. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite subject, depression! Woohoo! No, for real, I found something that is pretty groundbreaking or life-changing for me anyways. As some of you know, um, I... If you follow me on social media at all, you've definitely heard me talk about my battle with depression. And I'm not going to give you a long, drawn-out explanation of everything again, but I have battled it like crazy, and I got diagnosed about 10 years ago with clinical depression. I refuse to go on any kind of medication because I just don't believe in that. And if you're on medication, that's totally fine, but that I knew that wasn't going to work for me. Um... So I tried different therapies and different things like that, and it would work really well, and I'd be okay, and then all of a sudden I wasn't. And I could not figure out why. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me, and I'm going to be depressed for the rest of my life. Like, that's it. I'm totally screwed. I'm just, this is something I'm going to have to deal with. This is something that is going to be with me for the rest of my life. You know, I, I, that's what I thought. So... But in my in my in my body in my soul, like I knew there was there was something else that I needed to keep digging for. So I started following different authors and different people online that were studying the brain. There were neuroscientists, that were neurosurgeons, that were really diving into how this whole hemisphere in our brain works. And without going into all the data and the research, I really found something that clicked for me and I'm hoping that it's going to really click for you. And I'm just going to preface it with this. If you are suicidal and struggling, please seek professional help. You have to. Don't let this get out of hand for you and think that I have the answers or any guy or any woman that wrote a book has an answer. You need to really go talk to somebody and don't be afraid to reach out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram to uh, Amanda Corvell at Amanda Corvell on Instagram. And if you DM me, I can point you in the right direction. But just know that I'm here and people that actually are doctors in this are there uh, to help you. So you're not alone and you're going to be totally fine. I just want you to continue to listen to what I have to say because I think it might be a little helpful. So With that said, I've been reading this book called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David D. Burns, MD. And he talks about how, um, like the good news is that anxiety, guilt, pessimism, procrastination, low self-esteem, and other black holes of depression can be treated quickly and effectively without drugs. So there are techniques that you can do to help yourself. And one of them that really really changed almost overnight for me. Like I, once I read this in the book, it just, it clicked. I was like, oh my God, of course that's it. Right. So it's, it starts kind of starts out like this where you're, you have, I think it's what 90,000 thoughts a day or something like that. I may be totally wrong, but it's something along those lines where you have thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts a, a day. And then the next day you have 90% of those same exact thoughts and the next day and the next day and the next day. So you're carrying 90% worth of yesterday's baggage with you into your new day today. So think about that, right? That's a lot. That's a, that is a lot of shit to carry around, especially if you're depressed. 
because you're you're carrying around the 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 I'm not good enough mentality and life sucks mentality and I'm never going to get what I want mentality or no one loves me you know this this whole pity party that we love to have when we're when we're depressed and I'm not take I'm not saying that we're victims when we're depressed I'm not saying that I'm just saying that you can definitely go down rabbit holes you know so the thought process is this your thoughts equal your emotions. That's where emotions start. The emotion doesn't start first. It's the thought that starts first. You think something, the emotion is associated with it. So you think, I'm a loser. Guess what happens? Your body and your cells react. Like you literally go into a state of loserville. I suck. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. All of that starts to happen within your body. And that causes a reaction, a painful reaction in your body. Like maybe your back will start to hurt or your head will start to hurt or your hands are really tight and stiff or you have a, you know, something going on with your sinuses or your throat is sore or something's happening or your feet hurt, you know, or your hips or whatever it is. Like, believe me, I've had all of them hurt all at once before. Uh, But that was the quality of my thoughts and that will land in your body as pain if it's untreated for too long. So I read this last night and I'm going to read this to you. He said, you will learn as this woman did in this study in the book, that negative thoughts that flood your mind are the actual cause of your self-defeating emotions. I'm going to read that again. The negative thoughts that flood your mind are the actual cause of your self-defeating emotions. These thoughts are what keep you lethargic and keep keep you feeling inadequate. Your negative thoughts or cognitions are the most frequently overlooked symptoms of your depression. These cognitions contain the key to relief and therefore your most important symptoms. Every time you feel depressed about something, try to identify a corresponding negative thought you just had prior to and during the depression because these thoughts have actually created your bad mood. By learning to restructure them, you can change your mood. I, When I read that, I was like, duh, obviously, it's your thoughts. But all the times that I went in and talked to a shrink, and I'm not saying anything bad about psychotherapists or anything like that. I think they're amazing and they totally help and they're awesome. So don't, please don't email me saying that I'm bashing the psychology world. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying they at that time, and this was 10 years ago, so maybe things have changed. They did not tell me or ask me, what am I thinking about every day? They wanted to go back and talk about what happened to me when I was two or six or 14 or 10 or whatever, you know, and, and put me into the feeling of it again to try and, and, and just take away whatever feeling I was having. But they never asked me what I was thinking about. Had they asked me, I would have, I would have had pages full of terrible things I was saying to myself over and over and over again. And I, I know why they were doing it because they want to get to what they think the cause is, right? And that's, that's cool. That's totally fine. That has its place in time. But if you can get a hold of your thoughts and, and look at your thoughts as a disruptive pattern that you just had, a, a disruptive thought, something, that depressive mood that, that just flooded your body and you feel like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like 
like the, like this book says, I love how they put it. It's like a cosmic jolt. I go into this like, oh, fuck, I'm so depressed. Like, oh, my God. And I don't want to get out of bed. I'm sorry if you're hearing planes flying by, by the way. Um, I live kind of close to John Wayne Airport, so there's planes all the time. Anyways, um, so I, I go into places in my head where I have tapes replaying from childhood, you know, because remember, you still carry 90% of your thoughts with you over and over and over and over again. And if you're not checking those 90% and exchanging those 90% of negative thoughts with good patterns and thoughts, then you are going to carry what happened to you at two or nine or 16 or whenever the hell it happened or all of the times that it happened. You know what I mean? Something triggered something in you and gave you PTSD or made you believe that you weren't good enough. Like you, you still are carrying that shit with you because you haven't trained your mind to do otherwise. And that's, what's so incredible about these studies that are out now. And I implore you to go out and start reading these books, like pick up feeling good by David D Burns and go out and read anything and everything by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is, oh my God, he's amazing. He's changing people's lives, you know, in a week session with him, or I think it's a couple of days too, you can go and they teach you how to change your thoughts. And this is, this is so, so, so important for people that don't get this. Like I have been studying thoughts for so long, but for some reason it didn't click until it was just able to click. So, um, every single time I have felt the depression sneak back up in the last couple of days that I've been reading this. I tell myself I'm having a disruptive thought pattern and instead of telling myself that I'm depressed, I go, oh, I'm having a disruptive thought pattern. And you know what that does? That totally triggers my brain and goes, whoa, whoa wait a second. I am? Oh, wait, what's, because now it's looking for the disruptive thought pattern, not the depression. So I'm training my brain to go a different way. So now I can go, okay, what triggered that? What made me think that? What made me feel this way? I write it down or I voice memo it if I'm driving or something or if I don't have a paper around me. um, I'll write it down so I can start making a map for myself and I can start figuring out my little trigger points. And and this isn't trying to self-diagnose or, you know, self-help or whatever. I just, I think it's important to have a really important understanding or good understanding of who you are. You know, because if you go to a doctor, you're kind of putting yourself in their hands and they could misdiagnose you and you could have something really going on in your brain. You know, maybe you have a brain tumor that's causing the, de- the depression and they just think it's depression. So you, you have to really get to know yourself. And that means your whole body, like get to know it, you know, masturbate, talk to yourself, hang out with yourself, argue with yourself, like whatever you need to do, love yourself, but get inside that brain and figure out what triggers you. And I promise you, write it down. I promise you, you will start to heal yourself because you'll start to look for different things. So imagine this, like, I know you guys have heard this before, but for those of you who haven't, you know, when you see, um, like, like my friend pointed out the other day, like I was wearing uh, this leather fanny pack I have and he goes, Oh my God, I had no idea fanny packs were back in. And I go, Oh my God, they're everywhere. How do you not see them? And he, he texted me the next day, he goes, and he t- sent me a picture. There was like, he sent me five pictures actually. And there were girls like wearing these fanny packs everywhere. And I, and I started laughing. He's like, 
You know, that's that, that thing. When, when you talk about it, you see it because your brain is searching it out. So when he saw my fanny pack, it made an impact on him enough to where he made a joke out of it. And then boom, all he saw, saw was fanny packs. So I, one of my favorite cars is a 911 twin turbo. And I'm going to have that next year for sure. Oh my God. Um, 911 twin turbo. And every time I think about a 911 twin turbo, they're everywhere. And it's not just because I live in Orange County. It's because I wouldn't have noticed it had I not thought about it. So remember this. You're, you will not notice your depression if you stop thinking about it. Just stop thinking about it. And tell yourself whatever you need to to snap yourself out of it, to literally snap yourself out of it. Like Mel Robbins uh, likes to count down from five when she's having a moment where her brain started to go haywire. She goes five, four, three, two, one, boom. And that snaps her into reality again. I like to um, point myself in a whole other direction by saying I'm having a, a disruptive thought pattern. That helps me snap out of it and go, oh, I know what this is. And then I can go along my exercises that I built for myself and get out of it, you know, because I have important shit going on. You know, I have a life I want to live and I know you guys do too. And I want to live the best life I can. And now that I'm getting smarter about my depression, it's, I I'm winning it. I'm winning over it. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming the victor in this and not the victim, you know, and I, it's so powerful to know that about myself now because, you know, things are changing rapidly for me and I want to make sure that I am in the right mindset to handle it. And I mean this in the best way possible because things are getting really, really exciting in my life and new opportunity, new opportunities are coming into my life that I never in a million years could have imagined would have come. And it was all because I put myself out there and just made myself vulnerable and raw for all to see. And I, I I will tell you as soon as I can what's happening, but I can't tell you right now. So, um, but I'm making sure that I'm doing the mindset work before I go into the room with these people and I continue to be invited back because if I start slipping and I go into this, this, this I'm talking, um, if I go into this depressive state again and I start doubting myself and I start questioning the process and I start questioning if I belong there, guess what? Shit's going to go haywire. They're going to start wondering that too. Because if there's one shadow of a doubt in their mind and I'm now projecting that, that shadow of the doubt in their mind is going to pick up my mind and that's going to bounce around. And it just takes one important person in that room to find out that you don't believe in yourself and they'll be like, oh, fuck, I didn't believe in them either. And if, you're, they're, if they're not on your side, you're, you're done, especially if you don't have the position in that room. So just remember that, like, do not go into any room not believing in yourself. Just don't do it. Because remember, your brain is a radio frequency. It is a powerful magnet. And think of it this way, like, as you guys know, I'm a singer. So tuning forks are always used in tuning uh, uh, instruments and things like that. And I read this interesting article, I don't know, years ago, actually. And they were talking about how your brain does the same exact thing that I'm going to talk about. So imagine a room full of tuning forks and they're all tuned differently. You know, one has a lower frequency than the other and so on. 
And yours is happened to be, you know, it, let's say it's tuned at my favorite frequency, the angel frequency. Let's say it's tuned at 528 megahertz, I think it is. And so is my brain or my tuning fork I'm holding. So I'll hold my tuning fork and I'll go ding and I'll ding the tuning fork and that one tuning fork in the room full of hundreds of other tuning forks will ding back. But none of the others will because they're not tuned to that specific frequency. Do you, I hope you got that. That tuning fork is only tuned to my frequency. Just like when you're driving, you know, if you lose Wi-Fi or whatever the hell on the way, let's say you're driving on the way to Vegas and all you have is that uh, radio, right? Then you have to switch around because there's never, never anything on or you can't download your music or whatever. Let's just say you're stuck on the radio, okay? And it's static and you have to switch around. <laughs> you have to switch around to like the old school AM, FM type thing. And you know that they're static, right? Well, you that's not a station that you can tune into because the radio, the radio frequency isn't reaching your car or the satellite or whatever next to you, right? So it's the same thing. And then all of a sudden you pick up a radio station that does work. Well, because you tuned into that frequency. It's the exact same thing in life with everybody you're around. So just please do yourself a favor like I'm doing myself the favor now is loving myself and believing in myself and just going, you know what? You don't know what I have, but I know what I have and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show up. I'm going to show you and I'm going to fucking kick this door down until I get all the way through to the last door. And then beyond that, you know, you just have to keep going and keep pushing. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have your thoughts intact. And this is not positive affirmation talk. This is, this is scientific data that you need to study about yourself. And that data will come from you disrupting the depression and disrupting the negative thought patterns by telling yourself, oh, I just had a disruptive thought pattern. We're not doing this. I'm going to write down where that came from, what that feeling was, what the word was that triggered, trigger, triggered me, <laughs> what person triggered me, what happened at work that triggered me. What, did I have road rage? Did my dog chew on my shoe? Did my cat pee on my bed or whatever? You know, something that puts you into an angry, depressive spot. Write it down because that is your data. And without that data, you don't have much to work with. So start doing it. And it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing. Like you can, I have, I mean, if you saw my place, you, I, I have little post-its everywhere. And I just write down right when it happens. Or I'll run to my journal and write it down if I have that kind of time. Or like I said, I use my voice memos. So remember, I'm going to read this to you again because I think it's really important. The negative thought patterns that flood your mind are the actual cause of your self-defeating emotions. These thoughts are what keep you lethargic and make you feel inadequate. Negative thoughts or cognitions are the most frequently overlooked symptoms of your depression. These cognitions contain the key to your relief and are therefore your most important symptoms. Every time you feel depressed about something, try to identify a corresponding negative thought you just had prior to and during the depression because these thoughts have actually created your bad mood. By learning to restructure them, you can change your mood, which will therefore change the depression. Because if, 
like, again, I'm going to say this again. If you are suicidal, go get help or DM me, please. I'm here to help. Okay. So please, I've, believe me, I've, I've been down this road before. I know what it feels like to be alone. You're not alone. Okay. But if you have a mild depression and you know that you haven't been keeping your thoughts intact, do the work because that's where your life is going to change. I'm telling you, I promise you, it's, it's only been a couple of days for me and I can't, I, I'm going to tell you later on when I can what's happened, but it's because I changed my thought process. It's, 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 it's mind blowing work. Like, and it's amazing to see how fast the universe works and how fast your brain catches up. Remember, it's a supercomputer. You're not working with, you know, a, a brain that, that doesn't have much data running through or, or much information to give and, and doesn't know how to repair itself. Like it's, it's a super fast computer. It's the fastest computer in the world. So train it right. You know, you're not going to put malware in your, in your brain. I mean, in, in your computer, would you, or spyware or whatever it is like, you're not, you don't want your, you, you get frustrated when your computer's slow. Like, why would you do that to your brain? You know, it's, it's, it's the only brain you've got. All right. So <laughs> go get the book, David D Burns, MD, feeling good, the new mood therapy and anything by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Just start reading it. Um, and that's it for today, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it all made sense. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Please hit the follow button on wherever you are hearing this on Spotify, on Google, um, and maybe on Instagram too. Just, fo- just follow me so you can keep up with me. I'm going to have amazing guests and so many cool things happening on this podcast. So I hope you guys really like it. And, and if you love it, if you don't, I want to hear from you. Um, if you're hearing this on Facebook, go ahead and drop a comment um, in the comment box on my page. You can follow me anywhere at Amanda Corvell. And I will see you guys on the other side. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. And remember that you're not alone. I love you. Mwah.